There we go. Perak Achadasar, we are on page Kufchaftalad 124, 11th Perak Marach We actually only have one Perak left to Marach so we're about to enter less of, you know, finish like a huge section. Um, having said that, next week and possibly even the week after, stop that, next week and possibly the week after, we're going we're gonna to do the Shavuos pieces because we've done like a substantial amount of Shar Gimel also, so and then we'll come back and we'll finish it, maybe we'll make a little something or other. Okay. Taira Vitfila. Lamadnu, we learned already that Maisha Rabenu Hayrid Taira Vishkina Milamala Lamata. So we already spoke out on Daf Tzadik Dalid, um, on whatever we spoke out over there, that Maisha Rabenu got the Taira and he brought it down Lamala Lamata. We talked about the difference between Seichel and Lev, and we're going to be talking more, more about kind of a transition process or a bridging process. We'll see what we're talking about now. Zohba and a Klal Yisrael, and at that point, Klal Yisrael was Zoycha to the Taira. Kol Yehudi Yachalom Taira Me'at, and at that point, Klal Yisrael had a relationship with the Taira. Ulam, I don't remember where I heard it, but I actually heard a she, I don't remember exactly what the Vard is, but just in principle, the idea of, of taking it down from the Malo Lamata, that there's a, uh, there's a famous Medrash that says that Paro didn't understand Lashon HaKadosh, and that's why Yosef, Yosef knew one language more than Paro didn't understand. But kind of like it's hard to make sense. I mean, nowadays people can learn Hebrew. Like, why is Hebrew any more difficult of a language to learn than anything else? And I forget, I forget exactly the, the way the Vart went, but it, the idea of it was that until Moshe Rabbeinu kind of bridged the gap, until he brought the Taira down from the Malo Lamata, there was something about Lashon HaKadosh that was just like inherently ungraspable. There was something that, yeah, Yaakov's family had it, but it wasn't in the Bria. In other words, now, now you could translate it, people, people can know, uh, at least in the Chitzayin, of it, people can know Hebrew like any other language. You can learn, you can learn a language, but at that time, but be that as it may, so Moshe Rabbeinu did this. There needs to be an individual matan taira. So, in, in as much as it, there was a kolyistic, a general communal matan taira, so in order for us to relate to it, every single person needs to have a matan taira. In order that we can relate to it in its essence. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Tzarech Legalais Einav Kidei Sheyavin Neflais Mitairaso HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to open our eyes Ad Kamashiyah Amal V'yageh B'tayra Ba'atzmai L'siyate D'shmai Huzakak And as much as we've spoke, we spoke the other days about Amelus But we also need Siyate D'shmaiya And this is always a tough one and we're going to talk about it This primarily what we're going to talk about a little today And work in a little bit of Lag Ba'emer uh, uh, messages also But that the Siyate D'shmaiya And this is something that always sounds very foreign when you hear it the first time because because, you know, if anything, our problem is more how is it that talking about things that oftentimes seem very mundane actually has such kedusha to it. But when somebody says, you know, you're talking about cows, you're talking about examples, and then somebody comes and tells you it's a matana and it's holy and the truth is, is that the human mind would have no shaykhs to it, it's hard to really, it's hard to really understand why. So, so he says that if it, if it wasn't for a person to have siyata dishmaya, something that's coming from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, we really wouldn't relate to it. I'll tell you, just in terms of, in terms of bridging the gap, I'll tell you something interesting. The, uh, in the Hakdama, I've been looking a little bit lately at uh, Likuti Maran, actually, told me. But in the Hakdama, in, in Likuti Maran, so he, the uh, Rav Nassim, who's in Talmud, who wrote down a lot of stuff, he, uh, he talks about the idea that, about all the lessons and all of the tyras, they call it, each piece is called the tyra, tyra uh, uh, in Likuti Maran, and he says... Uh, what was really 
uh, Rav Nachman's intention, to take people that were otherwise sleeping, that were otherwise desensitized, and to wake them up. Okay, it goes, off, it goes on a little bit poetic. Even though there are a lot of things that might otherwise be accessible, that there's, there's more to them and there's a lot of depth. Okay, it goes... Uh, because it's very interestingly, sometimes when something is covered up, that is, that is the giloy, that is the revelation, meaning that when, well, we'll say in a second, uh, and he explains that based on the Ari, and he says that Rabbi Nachman really perceived some of these lessons or some of these ideas in a way that was far more abstract and far more lofty than anything that he would be able to convey. But however, the hein hein gurosav, what's the whole idea of the whole Likute Maran, the godless, hein hein noira oisav, asherisiga yad sichlo akadosh haram vanisa. What was it that he was approaching? Lahalbish ulahairid, to put on some sort of a clothing uh, and to take it down. Dvarm gvarm vinaram keila, these wondrous things. Dvarm kedoshim vidakim veruchnim aoid, lahalbisham levushim rabim vitzimtsumim. What was the godless of, uh, of what Rabbi Nachman was trying to accomplish? He was taking things that would have otherwise been inaccessible and he was presenting them in a format that would be, that, that would be palatable to the general people. To, to, to make known to people to turn them into a practical, workable avodah. Right, and he says uh, he says elsewhere in one of the Torahs he says that what you know probably because you know one of the things of Nachman's stories in this and that, but he says that one of the things that at when a tzaddik wants to wake people up and he wants to relate to the Hamon Am, so one of the things that he has to do is he has to speak about mundane matters. Okay, and he goes on. But, but one of the things that he says is if a person, you know, when you have somebody that wants to give something over and then you have somebody that wants to accept it, the, the real godless is not when I could speak in lofty matters that you don't relate to. It's when I could take these ideas and present them in such a way that you can relate to them on your level. You could bridge that gap. I'll just tell you, I was actually going to use this muscle later on. It was uh, obviously from a part, part of what, what we mentioned later on about Lag Bayamers coming from Ron Lopiansky and some of Moshe Shapiro stuff on Tefillah. But talking about this idea of, of taking Tyra and, and bridging the gap is he gave an example, you know, you can have a copy machine and you can overload it with you know three papers and all of a sudden the whole thing gets jammed up and it's totally overwhelmed and yet you could put through a wonderfully you know unbelievable piece of philosophy or a love poem and the thing pumps it out no problem when it, it doesn't make a difference you know in in my terms how unbelievably overwhelmingly wondrous something is if it's something that isn't relating to you it's not resonating with you, you on your level then if you're totally desensitized to that idea or it's not in your terms then it's not going to impact you so he says that this is one of the things and this is i just wanted this idea that this this is one of the things that he says Rabbi Nachman was trying to accomplish he was taking things that were unbelievably lofty and you know just totally out there on level of attic and so forth whatever the shayness he uses and he brings them so that everybody can relate to them and find, not that he's dumbing it down per se, but he's putting on a halbasha, uh, one of them, a, a mushal that the Balatani uses, he says if a king puts on clothing and then he hugs you through it, you're hugging the king, but your interface is through the clothing. 
right? So he puts on a halbasha so that we can relate to it. So this is what the, what we're starting off talking about. As much as as much as we can relate to the Torah and and Moshe Rabbeinu brought it down so that we theoretically have access to it. But now we need siyata deshmaya in order to actually uh, relate to it. Kaitzet magim lazeh chazal omrim lanuzos kasher Yeshua ben Chanani balach zanjia shalu. They asked him, "Mayase adam v'yachim? What should a person do to become wise?" Amalem yarbe b'yeshiva v'yamai peschayra, so that he should learn a lot. Learn a lot. Amru harbe yasu chayim v'lahovahem. A lot of people learned a lot and didn't do anything. Eli yevakish rachmin mishachach mishalo davin. You have to beg for it. If a person had a suda, Melech had a suda, and he distributed to his loved ones what he had. What does that mean? Says Rashi to the rescue. He passed out to his loved ones things he had. It was direct. It wasn't that it was disassociated. It was from the mouth. And we're going to see more what that means. My Kamash Malan and says the Gemara. So it's a good question. He says, at the end of the day, we're saying that it's Tully in, in Davening. It's Tully in Rachman. So if you're relying on somebody to give it to you anyway, right, it's one, an example used in a different context earlier on is like, let's say I say, I'll give, you, uh, I'll, I'll give you a present. I'll take you to the Yankee game, whatever it is that you want if you clean your room, right? So at a certain point, what I'm giving you, it's not really intrinsically tied to whatever it is that you're doing. So once you're saying that it's Tully in Davening, so then where does the Amelis fit in? If it's totally in davening, so then why do I need to work so hard? Maybe I should just daven better and just express that I'm interested. If it's totally in amelos, so then what's the davening? Just sit down and learn until you break your head over, and it'll be like any other any other science. So the so the Gemara says, according to the way Rashi says, that's the question. And the Gemara says, Hablo ha leisagi that be'etem you need both. So Rav Chaim Shmulevitz says uh, he he brings this Gemara and he says. He says, it's true that a person can learn a lot. You'll be able to say it. You know, my understanding, you know, the way that he says it is, you know, I, I can spout out to you, you know, Einstein's principle, you know, equal MC squared or the theory of relativity or whatever it is. If you don't understand what you're saying, you can break your head and relate to it and maybe come to it in a way that makes sense. But if you're not going to connect to it, so then it'll be like, you know, stage fire. It's not going to, it's not going to, burn anything. You might have it accurate, but it's not going to help. So unless you connect, so it's like, you know, when the pipe is off, even if there's a tremendous amount of energy that you're able to turn on the faucet, if you're not connecting with it, so then you're not really going to, you're not really going to benefit from it. And he goes on, he says, who so he says, so why do I need to learn? So why do I talk? If really it's coming through tefillah, no matter what I learn, it's not going to help. So what's the point in learning? Because he says, it's it both those ways. So, you know, it's like, I'll give you the diamond ring, but if you think that it's, it, there was a, a, a mushal, 
where where a person okay we'll skip the marshal a person went to basically shop a diamond around and he went to he went to the, 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 the he got a very different reaction when he was shopping the diamond around the costume jewelry marketplace and the and the actual jewelry marketplace because if the people didn't know what they were looking at so then they didn't know what to offer right in other words it's true you could be involved in a transaction and I can offer you something but if I'm used to looking at costume jewelry and I don't know that I'm looking at a real diamond so then I'm not going to be offering you something that's fair value. So at the end of the day, tefillah is a connection, but if I'm going to be trying to connect through a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and Rav Chaim Shulevitz goes on, he says, and what's the nature of the tefillah? He brings a different Gemara by Asmil ben Knas, and he says that a person has to ask for it, not, not as he would ask for it like Oineg, a person has to ask for it as though life and death depends on it. He has to understand, based on what we said last time, the whole Shir Kaima idea, in other words, that this is his life, that we are, you know, that we are kind of at the end of those, you know, at the end of the rope, so to speak, you know, that, that the, the structure of creation is built around these principles of Torah and we have the opportunity that it's going to resonate through us and that's going to be our reality. If you don't understand what you're asking for, it's really the tefillah, it's really the connection that's going to allow you to have access to the Torah. But if you don't understand what you're asking for, if you don't change yourself so that you appreciate those ideals, if you don't mold yourself in the way of Torah, so then you're not going to be able to ask for it. What are you asking for? Maybe I should ask for, in other words, is it just another chachma? If you're, if you're just asking for, you know, if you don't appreciate what you're asking for, so then HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to give it to you either. So, so this is basically what we're saying over here, that you need, that you need both. So he says, Havahalabsagi, you tefillah, Torah without tefillah is not going to work because the tefillah is really what makes that connection, but the tefillah without Torah is not going to work because you need, you need that bridge. So he said, you need to appreciate in order to ask. Right, so like where Chaim Shulevit says also, we're only going to understand through the tefillah, but, the, but it's, a, it's a t'nai that the tefillah should work, that we're invested. Okay, so he says we're going to explain. So we have to understand. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is giving us this chachma mipiv and not from someplace else. What is this direct connection that we're trying to get to? Uh, so he says, Somebody who has a higher level of relationship, he gives dasu tfuna. We know das is a higher connection. It's more of a, you know, it's not just an idea. It's not just the spark of an idea. We're talking about a, a level of understanding. We're talking about an integrated chachma where it affects you, it impacts you, it becomes who you are. Ben, and he passes the son some food, and the son says, I don't want you to just give me food, I want you to give me the food from your mouth. Okay. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is removed from any sort of physicality. We're talking about Hashem's mouth from here, like We're using a word that, we, that it's abstract, it doesn't mean anything. What does it mean from Hashem's mouth? There's a cloud, I think the grub brings it, but it's a, it's a famous cloud, Victor Miller talks about it all the time, is that if you really want to know, he talks about it in terms of a word, you want to know what a word really means, so then look at the first time it comes up in Tanakh. 
So over here he says, let's look at the beginning. We're going to look at the, the beginning, and soon we're going to look at the beginning of really where tefillah comes in. Because what was the first tefillah, if we remember, the famous Rashi, and we're not going to get to it now, I'm just foreshadowing a little bit, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, yeah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu uh, brought the grass, according to Rashi with the Medrash, brought the grass up to the surface, but he didn't bring the grass out until Adam was there to, to, to daven, to give Haida to daven for it. So really built into creation itself was this idea, was this idea of tefillah, and that goes to Adam Arishon. But he says, let's look at Adam Arishon even before that. It says, If you think about blowing, not with like your cheeks blowing up a balloon, so breath comes from the innermost of the body. It's really a part of you. It's not, it's not just like you're doing something with your hand. Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally coming from the inside. Yeah, I mean, wind. Well, Ruach doesn't just mean wind. Ruach also means spirit. Spirit, oh, yeah, spirit, right. It comes from your... oh. So he says, Havi Yeah, so he's, but we can see over here, he's, I wasn't thinking in terms of Ruach, he says, Neshama is Neshima. Says, that the breath of Hashem gives understanding. It's as if Hashem gives understanding. That the piv is like the shurish of our neshama. And the neshama is never totally cut off from its shayresh. I'm tell you an amazing arachayim that he goes through the structure of, of, of the human makeup, of the, of the neshama makeup, of the human soul makeup, and he says that human beings are on the high, are higher than the status of angels, of malachim, and as HaKadosh Baruch Hu developed the Bria, it was multi-tiered in terms of its, its ruchnius, right? I always think about things in terms of, let's say, uh, a, a video projector and film, you know, like at the most abstract levels, maybe you're talking about binary code, and then it translates into something else, and then it goes through a magnifier or a mirror, like a microscope, and then it ends up on the screen later on. So the, the Shtalsus of the Bria came through certain oilamos, certain systems, you know, called Abiyat, Atzilus Bria, Atzira, Asiya, but different, we're in the world of Asiya. And he says, and people have different elements of our personality that relate to those different levels, which are our nefesh, ruach, neshama, chaya, maybe yechida, but different levels of our uh, of our spiritual makeup that kind of resonate on different levels of say pshat remesh right? But but there's different there's different levels that at which things relate to. But here's where he says something unbelievable. So he says that yeshchaladaskiyagashmius. The truth is, is that physical stuff and ruchni stuff have nothing to do with each other. They're really opposites. Even more than fire and water don't get together. So Hashem put an, a system like this. The nefesh, which in a certain sense animals have a type of a nefesh also, is something that relates to the physical realm. So, and it has the least spirituality in it. And then there was another level after that called the Ruach. So the Nefesh is like the intermediary between the body and the Ruach. Because the Ruach is on a higher spiritual level and it, would, it wouldn't stick to the body. <coughs> there's no primer there. It, it wouldn't relate to the body. Right? And he says, then there's the Ruach, then there's the Neshama, and it, go, and it, goes, and it goes higher up. <coughs> and then it goes to the Neshama, which is the Neshama is between the Ruach, Ube Neshama, the Neshama. Okay, and he goes on. So, when he says, in our spiritual makeup, 
we are connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu put, so to speak, like the system, this chain work in place so that we, we, exi- we, we operate and we're conscious and we're kind of, you know, aware, have this awareness at the nefesh level at the bottom of the chain. But the truth is, is that our spiritual makeup and our true life really has elements of it. The, the, there's, a, there's a mushal given, the Chobos Talmidim brings it. I figure it brings from a, of a funnel. Like if you were pouring something into the funnel, the outside of the funnel is not really inside the bottle, but it's, it's attached, right? As you're pouring into the funnel, it's one stream, but it's outside, but it's part of it, but it's too wide to actually fit into the bottle because the funnel gets wide on the outside. But it gets, so there's an element of us that's of us, but it's, it's closer, it sort of speak has a di- more direct transition with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And it brings a Pasuk in Eov, which he says also, Lamed Beis Ches. So I look at Pasuk, and this is the way that Rabbi Schwab explains it. Pasuk Ches says, Achein Ruach Hi Be'enosh Shakai Tevinem, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives understanding. And he says, that, that again, the difference between Ruach, he says Ruach is, and he explains exactly the same as Arachayim. He says Ruach is the level of human intelligence that's not shared with animals. And he says Ruach, which is specifically human, is not the Nishma Shakai. Nishma Shakai is where HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates to the Neshama. So, so we, we, are, we are kind of these, this multifaceted Bria. That's, that's Neshama. Right, so when it says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me piv, me neshama, me neshishima, that in other words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the most direct connection, the most direct relationship, the chelik elukami mal that we have is, is kind of at the top of our spiritual makeup. And then there's this level of, of so, so tishtalshlis down so to us. So that, that's why it says that the key ruach. You know, we'll go through the go through the pasuk. But no, he's just he, he's he's just using this pasuk kind of as a hook that says that uh, yeah that our kaddish baruch Hu relates to our neshama, and then that's what kind of gives us the the tuna, uh, and then that's what gives over the knowledge. Anyway. Move a little through. Having the kabbal dvarim ela kipshatim. So we have to understand what this is. These are not just abstract ideas that we have nothing to do with. We have to talk a little bit about them. Harayis that's meinu on ulom de mahakir lahavin bedvarim ela hein yesh banu neshama ilayis asher mitzad sharsha ein mechubarim anu mechubarim alabaris baruch. There's some element of us that we actually relate to our kaddish baruch hu. And then a margishim ba ilayis zos meirov tir desenu ba'avalim. We're so busy with all of our everyday thing, we don't realize our godless. Who says that we can't tap into our true spiritual self? That's on us. We can tap into this spiritual common sense, so to speak, this kernel of, of thing that's in us, that we can tap into. And if we can tap into see that, that's really summing up a lot of what we've been doing what we're trying to accomplish and is not to relate to something outside of us you know it's like the tuning fork what we're trying to do when we learn Tyra is we're trying to awaken and resonate and, 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 and you know kind of bring to life the neshama inside of us so that it's really it's really within us within us if anything it's the Yetzir Hara that's external that after Chet region and stuff we internalized what we're trying to do is that we truly are trying to come back to ourselves, right Hashem we're coming back to what we really truly are, right? I read a book one time in Self-Esteem. I think I mentioned it once. You know, it said, it, it said that part of the biggest problem is that we relate to our, to our Yitzhahara as I. His name is yeah. I. He yeah. says, I do this, and I'm not a good person, and I like chocolate cake, and I do all these things. That's external. The problem is, is that we, we come to replace that with us. So he says, So he says, So, hold on a second. Let me just see what I'm here. 
Yeah. So he says, The Nefesh Chaim comes to this thing. We, we mentioned this Medrash that a kid comes home from Beis Sefer and he asks for food. And he says, Why is a kid coming from Beis Sefer? Why can't he come from the playground? He says, It comes from Beis Sefer because we said one of the prerequisites to connecting is also putting in the effort. So he's coming from school, he's coming from yeshiva, because in order to connect to this level, you also have to put in the effort. It's, it's a little bit chicken and eggish. It has to come together. What is this mushroom? We said that the, that that that, the, that a kid comes home from Beis Hasefer, a kid comes home from yeshiva, and asks the melech. He asks his father for food, and the, the the father gives him food. He says, "No, I want it directly from your mouth." So, in Hakadosh Baruch Hu can give it to him in that direct connection. That's siyata deshmaya. But in order to be zeicha to it, he has to first put in his effort. He has to first bring himself to understand the value of what he's asking. Otherwise, I'm happy to give it to you, but not yet. I'm happy to give you a car. But first, you have to learn how to drive. You know, I'm happy to give you. Well, if you know, if a kid, if a kid thinks that the difference between a gold watch and a plastic watch is just what it tastes like, then I'm happy to give you the piece of jewelry. But you have to wait until you're older, right? So he says, The truth is that the shirish of the neshama and the shirish of the Torah are all coming from one place. It's the Torah. It's our understanding these principles of reality that are able to bring us to this where we have the understanding or we find the understanding that really is ourselves. I want what's coming from the source. This is the Matan Torah. It's true. The godly, the Torah in its form was something that until it came into the Bria, nobody could have related to. So now we have access to it. But if for any of us to relate to Torah, it requires tefillah, it requires siyata deshmaya, and that goes hand in hand with putting in the effort and davening. If you daven but don't put in the effort, so Rav Pinkus one time I heard, you know, in, in the Machser, it says by Yom Kippur, do you want Ruach HaKodesh or, or good children or whatever it is? So he asked one of the kids in Yeshiva, he says, uh, I don't think he was the Roshiva, he he's the rub of the town of Kim, but he asked one of, the, one of the boys, he said, what did you daven for? So he said, Ruach HaKodesh. So, you know, one of the things, so he says, what would you do with it? Like, find, yeah. out, who's, find out who's going to win the sports game? Uh. Like, let's say you woke up and you had Ruach HaKadosh that you didn't earn and you didn't deserve and you didn't relate to. How would it help you? Like, like all of a sudden, so what, it would be spoon-fed to you? you know, like it, so he says, Wisdom are not things that are coming to us from outside. There are things that, that all of a sudden, we've all had this in different, uh, where all of a sudden you're trying to do something, and you, I mean, even not entire probably, but like, you know, studying for a test or whatever, one of your, one of your things, and like all of a sudden it clicks. And you're studying the same material and you're doing it, and it's not clicking and not clicking and not clicking, and then all of a sudden it kind of, right, like when you're studying for the bar, right? There was the logic games and the reading, whichever one was the hardest one for you, and you're probably doing and doing, and you're always getting like 12 wrong, and like all of a sudden you just started to get like three wrong. Uh, what else that yeah. right? But that you know what I'm talking about. Like all of a sudden, like one day, you just started to get like three or four wrong instead of like twelve wrong every time. You know, it just like clicked, right? There, there's something that that all of a sudden you waken something up that it, it just you have to attach yourself to it. These ideas, how a Kaddish Baruch Hu relates to the world, how he structured Tyro. We said it's in 613 different different avenues. There's a structure built that really is what Tyra is coming to uh, explain, and it's really the bodily makeup reflects that. In terms of we always say 
14 bones and limbs and sinews. This is really what's there. The problem is just that we're not aware. That's part of our job, to wipe away the obscurity and get in touch. That is what brings us to ourself. And the Rechaim Velazhin says, They wanted it from Hashem. They were encompassed by spirituality, but more than that, by the Nishmas Pivis Baruch Kivayachal, they had this ultimate connection. This is the, the Ksarim that we got. This is what we got, that we were able to be, see Pneumia Satira. We're going to see soon, we'll mention Rishim Bar Yochai, okay? And therefore, once they had that utter clarity, it wasn't that they realized just what the Tyra was, they realized what they were. They realized what the Neshama was, and they realized that they could tap into it. Okay, so point number one. Point number one of, of the night, we, uh, hopefully, I mean, it kind of relates back to everything we've been discussing about what Tyra is, why Tyra is important, why we have to learn it. That Tyra and Tefillah go, we, we've already discussed last time, that Torah is really an expression of the structure of the world, of Ratz and Hashem, of really the human, the, the, the human being, right? The, the, the Adam, both Adam Elyon, which, which is the structure of the world, and also we're similar in, in a physical sense. And in order to kind of bridge that gap, so we have Tyra and we have Tefillah. The Tefillahs, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to just with our physical selves tap into it. What we need to do is a higher level of us, a higher level, like in our, in our funnel example, a higher level of our, of, of, of our spiritual makeup is really what, is really what that resonates with. In order to do that, we form a connection. We form a connection through tefillah, but that won't work unless we also put in the effort. So it's really tefillah that, that forms this connection, but we have, we, we have, uh, we have Tyra. We'll try to... Uh Bring it down home a little bit more. The king wanted to give him from the plate of all events. The son refused and says, So again, it's not the son is not accepting. It's not what I'm requesting. You have to request. It's not, you only get to the extent that you want it. Right, you say atachaynein is. I have, I have a, a nissel svarit sitter. It has some like Hasidish uh, like little uh, add-ins. Before atachaynein, it says people think that nisana toikef is like. It says you can reach the height of nisana toikef during atachaynein. I don't remember where it comes from. I could tell you whatever it is, but atachaynein is the first bracha. It comes before anything else. It, it says I asked Yaakov Hillel. Yeah. It says I want them for your shemad. Yeah. Where, where should I down for it? And he said in bracha of atachaynein. She says, for Yerushimayim, for, for, for opening up, for, see, and Yerushimayim is there. It's really just a matter of clearing it out. Yeah. In Musa, there always talks about the Eitzer. In order to get, it's like a warehouse. If you ever want to, if you ever want to, um, if you ever want Yerushimayim, you have to. Now the question is, what's tefillah? So, so we, we, how does this dynamic work between tefillah and Torah? Two ways of looking at it. The simpler way of looking at it, which is, which is not simple, 
which is not simple. The truth is that Tyra relates it in a certain intellectual way. Tfila is the avodah The lave is the seat of life, right? What drives us, what moves us. It's not just a piece of information. The right, right the fact that I that, that again, the, not information, almost intuition. The, the 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 realities that I live my life with, things fall down instead of up. Anything, whatever it is, the things that are part of me. Uh, the seat of life is the lave. The mayach is the intellect. These are the two things that make us up: ideas and. And the things that are, that move us, the things who define us, our personality. Intellectually, we can open up that door, but in order to change us, it's the tefillah and the lave that forms the kli. So, in other words, a person can learn very lofty ideals. Right? The famous. I heard the same story. Everybody's heard this famous story, both about Aristotle and about Bertram Russell. Right, Bertram yeah. Russell was a uh, was a ethics uh, was a, a, a ethics professor, and he will you'll hear it in a second. He was an ethics professor in like Yale or something, uh, nineteen whatever, and he was called up on certain charges of doing certain like you know negative behaviors. And he said, "Does the by, you know does the geometry teacher have to be a triangle to teach geometry?" Right, and people say yeah. a similar story about Aristotle. Also, I don't know. Any of you ever has? When I do these things, I'm not Aristotle. Right, right. So, so different forms of the story are around, but, but, but it's that idea. In order to relate to it, to change to it, you need to make yourself into a kli. The tefillah is where you make yourself into a kli. So just to say briefly, the uh, the, the Nefesh Chaim says interestingly. He says, and then and then after this, we can go to the heart of what we're really trying to speak about tonight. But he does say, um, he's talking about why tefillah uh, is Lashin Baychach, Baruch Ata, and then Vitzivanu. So it's second person, it's third person. But he says, He says, since it was Hashem's rotzon to be the melech over the world, our request, therefore, is that to fulfill Hashem's rotzon. Since Hashem wants it, so then we say, okay, so let us be a kli. Let, let you know, we basically relate to us. And he says that kol I skipped a little. The truth is, we're allowed to ask for requests. But what's the real request? The real request is for Akadosh Baruch Hu because everything really just relates to how Hashem relates to us. In other words, we can't really define Hashem's essence. Hashem doesn't owe us anything. And he says, right, built if it wasn't that Hashem wanted something to do with us, in there's no such thing as, as a knowledge, as a body of knowledge. There's no such thing as mitzvahs. Nothing you can do harms Hashem. It would be like if you're, you know, Lahavdil taking care of an ant farm. The ant is like, you know, you tell your you tell one of the ants, like, go do this. You know, one of the ants says, I pledge allegiance to Maish. And then the other ant says, we're going to rebel. It's totally meaningless to, to you. It's totally and utterly meaningless. Right? It says, we are totally insignificant. There's nothing that we can do for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he says, And this is what it says, The reason for the mitzvahs 
mitzvah is lashon savsa of connection. The whole re- reason for the mitzvah is to form a connection, and that's be'etzem. The whole reason we start with bracha says that what's the Indian of bracha? Brecha is a spring, or bracha is a knee. His bathless is kaisefes riboy mamish kamashmo. That he says shiu muchanim or uyim lekabel shifas kedusha or elyon. So what we're trying to do when if you you want something from Hashem is you're making yourself into a kli so that our kaddish baruch who could fill up the world with bracha and connect to the world, right? Yes, if your kid begs enough, right, you said beg and beg and beg, you'll, maybe you'll give him what he wants. But the truth is, if the kid makes himself and he, you know, he comes to you and he says, listen, the truth is, I know that more than anything in the world, you wanted to get me a birthday present and I totally messed it up. You know, I got into a fight like that day and I put you in a position and I totally like, I mean, this is obviously very sophisticated for a kid, but like I totally mm-hmm. understand your pain and I, I don't even deserve it. But, like, I, I won't be able to, like, bear if, like, you're going to be so upset not being able to get... Like, if, if you do it out of the connection, that's where tefillah is. Tefillah is avoda. Tefillah is not, is not whining louder. The idea of tefillah is an avoda shabalev. It's supposed to be an avoda, even though it's requests. But it's, re- it's requests in terms of a hisbatlis and in terms of making yourself roid to receive. So there's different levels of, uh, of, of a Torah. So now the second level, and this is going to start what we're going to talk about, which we have some time for, and then we'll finish. Okay, we're not bad. So he says, second level of tefillah. So, <laughs> whoo, mask. Yeah. Okay, so he says, <laughs> second level of tefillah, but uh, uh, of connection, of, of the tefillah Torah connection. Hamahalech be'oymek huzeh ha-tayra hisulam ha-magiyad sharish anashama va-tayra gam yachad. The, the Taira is the ladder, it's the connection to the Sharish of the Neshama, and the Taira goes together. It's something big. That word is going to be very important. Pele. It's one of the Pele, wonders, right? Where, where does wonder come up? And the most lofty prayer we say, in fact, the only prayer where we mention Kisei covered during the Elah, assuming that you have to go to the bathroom. Right? So, so he says, yeah, Mafla, so we'll talk about Pella in a second. So it's Vikine. Yeah, Vikine, I'm good like that. Vikine, Kanu Amokum Man Tyra Prati. Where do we accept the Tyra? Where do we relate to it? Hasagash Yashim Pivizbrach in Nalos Admaoid, Vech Yachal Adam Karts Mechimer were cut of physicality. Lekabel Eisen Betoch Musagam. How do you explain, Lahavdil? How do you explain to a five year old who's understanding, you know, let's say you, you, my kid is learning piano, right? I don't, do you know? music at all you know music right let's say a kid's learning piano a six-year-old's learning piano so you start explaining to musical music theory right what do you it, it, it's just it, it doesn't relate to him it, it, it's totally it, it's totally over and above you know you tell a kid brush your teeth or else or else you know the teeth are gonna rot you start explaining to him things now th- th- these are not exact Michelle because these are still things in the Bria but it, it's something that totally is just not relatable to them the Torah that we have is the Mushal for the Nimshal right 
Right? One of the examples that we gave is when Adam Arishon learned Tyra, when he learned Alos, he wasn't learning about dead bodies because the, uh, with the original Torah, nobody was dead. He didn't have a brother. There was no Yibum. What are you talking about? There was no, there was no anything, right? So the, the, what we have is as it relates to us and our level of, of the rainbow and our level of the spectrum is something that relates to our world. Our Tyra is a mushal. You know what your hand is? It's not that Hashem has Yad Hashem, which is a mushal for our, he, our real hand. It has five fingers. And Hashem relates to the world. What do you call it? Yad Hashem, right? No, there's some there's some sort of a bechina in the bria which I don't know what it is called Yad Hashem. A muscle for that is something at the end of a wrist that has five fingers in which we relate to something else. That's not a true Yad. The true Yad is some sort of a spiritual connection that Hashem has with the world, right? That's part of the problem. We have all these anthropomorphisms is because we paint God in our terms. So God becomes a mushal for what we, for what we are. We're the mushal. We're the mushal for, for that. And to the extent that we don't manifest it, that we're not doing terror and mitzvahs, we're not tapping into it, then we become superfluous. Right? So he says, For this we need and And now I will tell you Two, two things, we're going to start off and it will work in a little bit of Lag Ba'aymer. So one of the things, part of most of this is coming from Rav Shimshin Pincus, Ravon Lubyan is talking about this also, but uh, on his, uh, he was actually talking about the Rav Pincus piece on Lag Ba'aymer. So one of the things that he talks about, there's a Peter Rav Shimba Yochai, all, everybody talks about this, Yaakov Hillel has a thing, but everybody talks about this. What's going on with Lag Ba'aymer? We don't have any Putin about even Moshe Rabbeinu, except maybe one on some Chastara, if you're like maybe Nusra Sfar or something. We don't talk about Putin, we don't dive into people. What are we talking about? It, 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 all of a sudden, Roshim Bar Yochai, we, we have a holiday, it only became popular like how long ago, not even overall that long ago, maybe Mikubalim and Eretisrael before like 50 yeah. years ago or 100 I years ago. I'm saying, where did Lag Bomber come from? The whole Sphira is an enigma, which we'll get to later on. Sphira is a Simcha, it's Chalamayid. All of a sudden, we like think about it as like a Velus. And then, yeah. and then, yeah. and then we'll ask this question later, but I'll just plant a seed. Soon we're going to have a Simcha, we're not going to say Tachanun, on the day that like every, you know why Rabbi Kivas Tamidim stopped dying? Because there was none left. Because we know that he had to he had to build up a new five. It wasn't that there was no nobody left. When all of a sudden every last person dies, you throw a kiddish because nobody's left to die. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine walking to like an Avel house? That is a simcha. So he says the the uh, the one of the piyutim by Roshim Bar Yochai is nase adam bavurecha. Nase Adam Bavaracha. What does it mean? It means that when Akharish Baruch who said Nase Adam, but Salmenu Kid Musenu, Nase Adam, he was referring to Rav Shimon Bar Yochai. So is that right? We say obviously this is hard. We refer to Shimbar Yochai the same way that we say Atem Kriyim Adam. Jews are Kriyim Adam. Means there's something about the human condition that Jews bring out. There was something about the human condition, about the paradigm of a person that Rav Shimon Bar Yochai represented. If you get very tired, you have to leave. You listen to the catch the thing later. Uh-huh. Listen to this, then you can decide. It was part of the home stretch. There was something about Rav Bar Yochai that 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 this was Nasa Adam. When Baruch Hu said Nasa Adam, who did Kiviyachal have in mind? Rav Bar Yochai. So he says. What well, so he says? This was the fullest meaning. Now Adam, by the way, interestingly, is not when we say Ishi Kain Gadol. Adam is not necessarily the most loftiest, praiseworthy, praiseworthy lushin of a person. So what was it about Roshim Bar Yochai that represented this, and what, 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 what are we talking about in Adam? So the answer is, is that Ad, there are certain things that are miraculous. Kriyas Yamsuf was miraculous. 
But theoretically, it's, it's impossible. Could there be a strong enough wind to move the water out of the way? There could be. Right? Theoretically, could there be animals? There's fire and there's ice. I understand it. It doesn't work within the natural realm that we have. But there's something that's theoretically possible to work. Right? There's, when we talk about other miracles, Nisim, but let's say you have a miracle, like we say, that the Aron didn't take up space in the, you measured the Kodesh HaKadoshim and there was a certain amount of space, and even with the Aron, it didn't take up space. That's not a nace. That's something that's a Pella. That's something that doesn't work. Yeah. It's something that, that within the realm of what we're talking about, it's not just that, oh, well, the water didn't put out the fire. Oh, the, the wind was strong that. enough. Yeah, the wind, was strong, the wind was strong enough. There were more people than fit into the base of and they were all able to fit and have ravchos. There's no, possible, that there's no possible... It, 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 you can't explain it in our terms. That's what a pella is. A nace you can explain? Or a nace... A nace I can explain. The wind blew all night until it blew through the amsuf and the water split. <coughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a statistical impossibility that it happened Just exactly when they had to go through. But how do you explain there was some... Died. Okay, the f- so that's what I'm saying. It's an impossibility, nace, but I know what a tree is and I know what dry means. Do you know what it means that something was 10 feet, but when you put it in there, you, so, that something was 20 feet well, long, and when I put something in, it had 10 feet on that. You don't know, it doesn't even know what it means. It doesn't work, right? So, so relate to a tree. We can't relate to like... Yeah, so, so the, 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 there, there are certain things, a, something has to have an effect in order, even, in order even to translate into anything, right? So, so he says, so... You, you know, this is what Pinkus is going through. You know, it, it, imagine, imagine comparing, you know, you, you program a computer to do a lot of things. You program it to recognize beauty. It, it, you know, it goes like my copy machine example. It, it, you program it to get overwhelmed. As it's copying papers, it just gets overwhelmed. And it's like, oh, whoa, that was a beautiful poem. It, it, it's something that's not that's not in its language, right? So when you have when you have a person, right? So a person can have a certain reaction to you know something. Somebody's coming after the person. Uh, an animal is coming, and then you have a certain a certain uh, adrenaline rush, and you 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 know you have you have a certain physical reaction or even an emotional reaction. But but what does it mean when a person has like a sense of busho? So I have one piece of food, and I see you, and I have pity on you, so I give you the food that I need for survival. I risk my life, and I give you food because I I feel. Bad bad for you. Nobody will ever know something that I do, not because I'll get made fun of and be put in the worst position, but I'm not going to do something because there's an element of conscience that I have. It's not something that exists by, any, by anything in the Bria. It's not something that has, that has it's not just improbable, it's impossible. And he said, and he said this I actually saw, I think Ramon Shapiro brought it also from the Maral maybe, says this is what Adam is. Adam el Elyon, there's other Lashayne, says Aleph is to teach, Aleph Bina, and Dam is physicality. It's where a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so to speak, injected the Aleph into the Dam. He says an Adam is not that it's a lofty human ideal. You know what an Adam is? It's the mixture, it's this somehow this this Lasos, where the Neshama, where, the, where you have a being, why should it be that if you starve yourself to death, if you don't eat for five days, your Neshama leaves you? Why should it be? How is it that the, neshama, the physical food keeps the neshama there. Maybe you should just get weak. The interaction between a neshama and a seichel and a conscience and a physical body and you feel a person is learning and all of a sudden they're tired and all of a sudden they get inspired and then they're no longer tired. What do you mean you're no longer tired? All of a sudden you see, you, you see spiritual giants that were capable that were capable of certain things. It's something that, it's something that, that didn't get together. Matan Taira is what gave this to us. And the way that he presents it, he says that Rav Shimon Bar Yochai made this bridge. 
In other words, everything has a pinimius and a chitzonius. So as he says, Rav Shimbar Yochai, a person could learn the entire Shulchan Aruch and it won't affect them. The, the Shulchan Aruch and all of the halachas, a lot of it can end up being the chitzonius of Torah and you can go through all the things that are technical and not be moved. Right? So what is it that Rav Shimbar Yochai brought us? When, when people, the Mikubalim, everything, you put the lulav in this way and you put the right coat over the left and the hat has the bow on the right instead of the left and you have these things there's nothing about the world every single element that comes out that's links to the neshama and the guf right everything takes on meaning and everything takes on a representation everything takes on a way to connect to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. and Rav Shema Yochai we showed him other people had, had Kabbalah also but the one that brought this into kind of like the common realm the one who was Megala this was Ba'atzem was Ba'atzem Rav Shema Bar Yochai and another example of Ravano Piancy was told about this. he says you know imagine that I tell you that if uh, you know if I shine a light on a little car it'll start to move so you say well it must be this magnetism there's heat from the light and like it moves imagine you say like you know if I if, if I write something nice and I you know I, I write down a good sugi and I put it on the car if the car likes the sugi it'll move it, it doesn't relate to it right when you take the bridge between something that two things that have nothing to do with, with each other the panemius and the chitzonius and you relate them one to another that's what Rav Shemar Yochai was Megala to the world. And, I, and we'll, we'll say one more thing as like a, like a focus on, uh, it was going to go a little bit through the piece and then I'll sum up with the Lagba Eimer thought, whatever, you could stay or you could leave. So, but he says, this is the Siyatid Dishmaya. Then listen to the last five minutes on the tape because it's good. He says, This is the bridge between us and Hashem. He says, Tefillah is what bridges that connection. And when we daven, we, we Get closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and we praise it. For whom miskarv elav, he gets close to us. Harimamish Hakadosh Baruch Hu v'yavol miskarv la'adam aydei tefilaso. And once we have that connection, so then the Torah resonates. It's not. It's not any of this. This like meaningless. This meaning. Not say chasrom meaningless. The person has to do halacha no matter what. But you could see. You see these stories of these these rebbes of old that would be like euphoric for like being able to do a mitzvah that people do meisah b'chol yom. Our esrogim are nicer. They, they used to have one esrog per town. Every. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry has a nicer esrog than the, than the Reb of the town used to have. And we're not, in, we're not affected by it, right? The tefillah forms that connection so that the Torah, is, we can resonate the reality within ourselves and be moved. And kafi that we become a kli, we can be moved. Yisoid Zeh, and he goes on, he says, he wrote on, he wrote on, Milfenach Shemokanich, Yibana Beis HaMikdash, Meher Vimeinu, Vesein Chakeinu Besor Secha. Our Beis HaMikdash, for our purposes, our Karbanos is our Tefillah, and Tefillah comes first, it forms the Kli, it forms the Hechatimsa for the connection, it forms the Hechatimsa for the Torah, and then once we have the Torah, we become alive, we become a Chiyus, we, we, we become alive in the Torah, we find our Chelik in Tefillah, and it goes on a letter. I'll just finish, if I, if I, I'd rather, if I have a limited amount of time, I, I will say this, the, um, a couple of this from actually link the the Lagba uh, Eimer to certain Yonah that Purim Amalek. We've mentioned this before. Rav Moshe Shapiro talks about this. He says about Purim. He says one of the things about Purim. We, we've already quoted this before. That it says that from Avas Anes, from Avas Anes, they reaccepted the Tyra. Mm-hmm. But what it means is that they were Zoha to the Nase before they did the Tyra, before they started learning. Before It's not that they got the Nase because of the second Kabbalah, the Torah, Kimu Kiblu. They got the Nase because. So, what, what was the Tshuva that they did? They did a Tshuva besides for, 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 the, for the second Kim of Tyra. So, 
he says the the uh, that a person Adam's mother, an Adam is a seeker, an Adam is be'etzem, be'etzem somebody who who uh, is is engaged in tefillah and it's work it's worked in us. One of the interesting things, by the way, take this to the bank from uh, from uh, Ben Ishchai. He says Adam is Aleph, right? So is uh, is Aleph. Take out the Aleph is Lamed Pei, uh, and uh, Dalit is Mem. And mem is mem. So if you take out the set, the hidden part of the words of Adam, it's mispalo. <laughs> so he says you can write it out. You can write it out later. Later, but he says that be'etzem be'etzem and Adam is somebody who's mispalo. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Hakadosh Baruch Hu specifically made us relate to things that we have no control over, children and uh, and wisdom, things that we can't possibly create from within ourselves that we need to to live. So that davening is something that has to be part of the human condition. It's something that we need to do. And what are we? say that the first time that, that tefillah comes up is rain. But if you look earlier in the Pesukim, it says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the mist rise for, in, in order to mix with the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the dirt in order to create man. Which means that even though man had to daven for rain, water was part of man to begin with. Right? So he says, why did HaKadosh Baruch, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu put it there? Because in order, I'll just tell you how he says it, he says basically you can't daven for something unless you appreciate it. Right? That was what we said. You can't daven for Tyra unless you, have, unless you put it in the Amelis because you have to appreciate it in order to form the connection, but you need the connection in order to appreciate it. So he says, Adam had to know what he was missing. So even though the, at the very core of who an Adam was, he had to daven for water, Adam was made with water that came from Hashem so that Adam would understand what he was davening for. Otherwise, what is it, what is it that you're really requesting? And that's why Ba'etzem man was taught Torah in the womb and whatever it is. We're always giving it and then taking it away. Sometimes that's how Avodah works. Ratzai Vashov, Rabbi Tatz talks about it a lot. You should look at it. Right? That, that's, that cycles. It comes and it goes and you have to work, work, back, work, work, work back to it. And, and this Ba'etzem, so he says that the Ba'etzem the, the prayer... Works, works back, brings, brings, us, brings us back to who we are. And he, he, he mentions that raising the hands used to be part of tefillah. It got taken out because the Christians and stuff used to do it. But ra- there's, there's an Indian of like raising hands uh, by tefillah. And he says, where do you see the raising hands? By Moshe Rabbeinu, he raised his hands when he was on the mound when they were fighting with Amalek. And what does it say when Amalek attacked them? It was roughly that their, that their hands became like weak. So, so he says, what's Be'etzim tefillah? Tefillah, like we spoke about last time, is coming back to your roots. It's coming back to like the self-identification, and that's part of. And what's Amalek? Amalek is is suffolk. So one of the things he goes through, he says, you know, Adam is when we relate, when we daven for Tyro, when we daven for a connection to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, Finishing up with this, he says, what we're doing is we're redefining ourselves. That's what tefillah is. Tyra is where you wake yourself up and you find out who you are. But tefillah is where you make the request. It's where you want it. It's where you want meaning. You say, you know, I'm engaged in all these things all day, but who am I really? What really drives me? I'm empty without it. Tefillah is where you do that. That creates the Kli, the Kli Kibble for Tyra. That's Be'etzim, the sense, of, the, the sense of awareness. Going back to the thing, what was the simcha of people not dying? This is like mind-blowing. So he says, there's a famous medrash for Moshe Rabbeinu who said that why are you giving the Torah through me? You should give it through Rabbi Akiva. So, he says, so he, I don't know where he comes from. Moshe Shapiro says, he says, Moshe Rabbeinu is Moshe Rabbeinu. He knew what he was talking about. So Hashem decided that Moshe Rabbeinu should give the Torah. But 
according to what Moshe is telling us, Rabbi Akiva should have given the Torah. So, okay, so what, what do we have? When we received the Torah, we did it part of, the, part of the way that we needed to relate to the Torah, however we got it, it came with yichud, came with achdus, came with unity. We should have been able to tap into that between, well, in the Sphere of Omer period, right? Rabbi Akiva should have been the one to nail it home, to bring it home, where, where we literally, we had it first, we had that burst of inspiration, and then we worked back to it. Rabbi Akiva was the one who didn't start learning until he was 40. He saw the drip through the rock. Rabbi Akiva, we start with the Omer, and then we work back to the Shtei Alechem. Rabbi Akiva is where we earned our keep. And why didn't we do that? Because they didn't have Achdus, because they didn't have unity. Right? So the truth is, is what are we crying for? We're not crying for the Talmudim in their lives. We're crying because of, we were supposed to have a second Kabbalah Satira, and we didn't get that Kabbalah Satira because, because there was no Achdus. But Rabbi Kiva had five Talmudim at the end. One of those Talmudim was Rav Shimon Bar Yochai. Rav Shimon Bar Yochai was Megala to the world, the true Pnimius of the Pnimius Sheva Pnimius. That Rabbi Kiva was the, was, was the Bechir, he was the Kaidesh, and Rav Shimon Bar Yochai was Kaidesh Kadashim. He was the one that was the Neshama that really Really move things, the thing that shows us where everything in life has meaning. Lagba Aymer of Shimbar Yochai's Hilula, all this, that's the day where we at least, that's the Simcha Shabo. The Simcha is the Simcha that we would have had from all of the 49 days. It's just that we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not it's not that we're, we're not, uh, that, that they stopped dying. It's that the Simcha of Shimbar Yochai is that they stopped dying, that, that, that that's the day where we didn't experience the loss of Torah, where we experienced what we have. And that's, that's the etzim what Lagba Aymer is. It's that we actually have, have an experience of that connection. And I won't even like read through the whole thing. He just brings from, from Jonas and Ibshitz that he said, on a day that I davened, I learned well. And on a day that I, that I didn't daven, I basically didn't even connect. And, and he says, like, I'm not going to even say it better than his letter. But, but, but we, we kind of expanded on it enough. In other words, to the extent that you tap into, you, you redefine yourself and your connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu and like Asniel Ben Knas, it's something that you can't live without because there's no such thing as meaning without Torah, without a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem will give it to you as long as you appreciate what it is. And to the extent that you don't have that, you can work on it and work on it and work on it. But the truth is, is that it's going to be the same thing as all of the random examples that we got of something that's just abstract and doesn't fit. It's something that doesn't have a connection. So you need both together. But and Lagba Amr is be'etzim a day that you can that you can make those tefillas, that you can have that giloy, that you can plant those seeds. That we we have that the Torah and the tefillah come together. That is a mershem that. Uh, so that is peace. And then the next time we have the last piece of, of which is really just finishing up. But um, it was this idea that he's been building up to throughout all the pieces of we're not, it's not something external. It's, the, it's, it's something that's, we're intrinsically, it's an umbilical cord. It's something that we're connected to so that we could come to the life that's really within ourselves and who we are. And without that, we're just nothing. And then next week, we're probably going to do the Shavuot pieces. At some point, we'll make a little, uh, little something in Shul. We're going to finish Marach HaSatayra, and then we start Shashani. And then we, again, we already finished about 65, 70% of Shashishi also. So we're, uh, we're, we're pretty good. Okay, shkayach.